Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. My name is Andrew Headspeeth and this is a special mini-pod episode following Liverpool's win over RB Leipzig in the Champions League last 16 last night. I am joined, as always, by my toppest of top reds, Mr Alex Purdy. How are you? In such a better mood this time. After <laughs> two months, you know, I'm back. We're back. Liverpool are back. We're back. We're winning the Champions League. Well... <laughs> Let's see. Let's dissect it and then we'll we'll find out. Yeah, I think probably we, we might have been watching the wrong game last night. I mean, there was another pretty good game going on. Uh, was that a statement performance from Kylian Mbappe? Was he saying, come and get me to Liverpool? <laughs> Welcome to Liverpool. I mean, Barca are just kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Were you not dual screening? I was watching both. And uh, every time I looked over, Mbappe was sticking it in the net, so... You know, if he wants to come to us, I have no complaints. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Where does he fit in? I mean, is it Anywhere. over Mane? You play through the middle? Cent- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Centre-back. Alongside Quebec, Mbappé <laughs> and Quebec centre-back partnership. Uh, all right, well, let's get on to the actual game then. Uh, Liverpool 2, Red Bull, uh, RB Leipzig. It's not actually Red Bull Leipzig, is it? Is it not? Uh, n- no, like, I think legally they weren't allowed to change it so oh. just all the branding is red okay. bull but officially they're still then. just yeah <laughs> uh how pleased are you for jürgen klopp i mean he needed that performance in more than that he needed that result right yeah i mean the whole team needed that result but it was great to see him fist pumping the air again um it was exactly what the doctor ordered you know allison clean sheet Kabak man of the match attacking within 10 mm-hmm. just everything we needed just went right last night and hopefully it's not a one-off yeah indeed just so much slicker I mean for me it reminded me a lot of the Leicester game at the weekend or at least like the first 75 minutes of the Leicester game where everything seemed to be quite uh, under control for large periods of the game they were attacking with intent they were finding some space and some joy in behind as well and then we just didn't have those silly mistakes or (laughs) rather there were those silly mistakes but they came from Leipzig rather from Liverpool which, you know, was pleasant to see after after what's happened recently. Yeah, well, look, I think the main difference here was we, we got the second goal, which meant we could yeah. basically see out the game and control it from there, like we controlled most of the match. But that's mm. what was missing from the Leicester game because it was a dodgy goal we conceded um, and we could have easily conceded last night. So the fact we went 2-0 up is, is probably what did it. Um, but we've definitely learnt from those mistakes against Leicester and hopefully... As I said, this is not a one-off and it carries on into Everton and further on. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Ozan Kabak uh, before. Mr Pumpkin, as we found out his name translates, <laughs> he was uh, dedicated as man of the match. It was a really good performance for him on his on his Champions League uh, debut. Him and Henderson now, is it the 17th centre-back partnership that Liverpool have had this season? I saw another stat as well that said uh, with Quebec and uh, Jones, both under 21, I think it's the first time Liverpool have started two under 21s in a Champions League game since they played Juventus in 2005. So it's quite significant, really, this youth on the pitch, but they were probably, for me, the two two of the standout performers in the game. Yeah, look, Quebec looked um, a lot more comfortable with Alisson anyway. Um yeah, and he looked just confident going forward with the ball as well. He ended up on the right wing at at one point, like pressing pressing their left back. Um, <laughs> but he looked comfortable. You know how Joel Matip brings it out. It's like it's like that, but he looks like he should be doing that because Matip looks 
out yeah. of control. Um, so we sort Sometimes of got that. Sometimes his legs back. just don't look like they've. Yeah, then yeah, they're sit, like they're just not attached to his body. They're sort of just randomly swinging. <laughs> um, so we've got that back, you know, bringing it out from the back, which is not what Nat Phillips can do, and you know, tough to ask Reese Williams to do that as well. So Kabak was a great signing by the looks of it so far. Yeah, well, that's what he was signed for, wasn't he? He's, he's in theory going to be that that step up and an actual contender when everyone is fit to to be partnering uh, Van Dijk or, or whoever it is. Um, yeah, well, it's going to be Van Dijk, isn't it? So he's going to be the <laughs> yeah. vying with Joe Gomez and and uh, and Joel Matip for that for that second centre back position. For the rest of the season, though, uh, Henderson looked good again. I think that was one of his his best performances at centre back. Obviously, got the clean sheet. I know a lot of people that we've talked to and heard from uh, Rambo the other day as well, saying that he's desperate for Henderson to get back into midfield. Would you rather that he was pushed forward, maybe at the expense of, of the defence, or are you, are you happy to see that, that partnership continue now? I guess it kind of depends on how long Fabinho is out for, right? Yeah, I think Fabinho is the better option back there. Um, Henderson played very well, but he did get like the run around a couple times and cuckoo at the start of the second half and then yeah he picked up that yellow didn't he is that his name huang yeah yeah <laughs> at the end of the game um so he's not like you could tell he's not a center back but he's doing a very good job um so yeah definitely get fabinho back there as soon as possible but for now it is the best option um but it's not a great option so we're talking Hopefully, sooner rather than later, we'll be having Fabinho alongside Quebec with Henderson moved back into midfield. Yeah, although I mean, with Curtis Jones playing like that, will he make it? I mean, these are the kind of decisions that is all the kind of headaches, managerial selection headaches that are, you want to have, really. Because looking at the the bench last night, I mean, there's a lot of young kids on there, hopefully who have a lot of p- potential and, and can follow the same kind of path as, as Curtis Jones and, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. But when you look at that for a Champions League last 16 tie, it is a little bit worrying. Um, obviously, it's, it's essentially all down to injuries. But yeah, it, it will be nice just to see sort of bigger names making that <laughs> substitute bench. Yeah, it was tragic. I said it um, in the Leicester game. It's, it was more of the same. Like if if someone got injured last night and we had to throw on... I mean, Ox, Ox and Shaq is a good shout, and that's who we ended up sending on because that was our only options. But looking further down yeah. than that, it's it's really bad. We need we need Cater back on the bench or even starting. We and need Jota, Jota, absolutely. Um, and then pff, I'd even have a Rigi on there now, yeah, and he's gone now. I'm missing. Mm. I never thought I'd think that, but it's it's not good enough, and we're getting away with it so far. Yes, but hopefully then once Henderson returns to midfield, then you've got the options of either playing Wijnaldum and Thiago or Jones as well and Oxley chamberlain and Shaqiri are options again and you've got that like that, that versatility and that depth in, in such a key area. And hopefully Jota, I mean, there's talk that he will come back at the start of March, so maybe even he'll be back for the for the second leg, which would be really, really good. Because I guess it's, it's almost kind of been forgotten amid everything else with the centre-back crisis, just how good and important he was for, for the first half of the season. Yeah, well, I thought he was our player of the season. Um, does mm. he get in the starting lineup now, though? Because I think Bobby's had a bit of a turn in form as well, um, which would mean we'd have to change the shape again. Um, so I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a good option to have. Good headache, like you said. Yeah. 
I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's not about whether he starts or not, really. It's just having that option and not having to look at the suspension being like, oh, God, got absolutely, <laughs> absolutely nothing here. Um, anyway, uh, anyone else stand out for you then? Curtis Jones, obviously very impressive. Mane as well, good performance. Goal from him, took his goal well. Um, anyone else that you that sort of impressed you yeah, last I, night? I thought that was Thiago's best game for us. I think the the amount of times yeah. he nicked it off the opponent, yeah, yeah. He just, I've got some stats here for you. I don't actually know oh, how me. how good these are. Ninety three percent pass <laughs> accuracy. That's pretty high. Okay, that sounds good. Um, hey, that's almost a hundred. <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, six out of nine ground duels won. That's what okay. look, I know. I noticed him intercepting a lot of balls, and I think six six times is good. Um, yeah, and he also two won. Thirds. Yeah, well, yeah, that's good. I didn't even clock that. Um, two out of two aerial duels won for such a short guy. I mean, I've noticed it before, but yeah. he just seemed in control last night. He seemed at his and, best. And he didn't get a yellow card for a silly rash tackle. No, although he did do a silly rash tackle early on. But I guess the refs are just like, oh, I'll let you off again because we can't be asked to give you more yellows. <laughs> you get, yeah, you get one. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyone else to pick out, really? I thought Robertson and Trent, again, looking more like uh, the players that we've seen from last season. Salah, again, continues just to be such a such an important player for Liverpool. I don't think that can ever really go understated just how key his, his goal threat is. It's incredible. Um, He's second in the European top goal scorer list, right? Is he really? I didn't yeah, actually know 24 that. 24 goals. And above him is Lewandowski on 30. Amazing. I mean... Legitimately, it looks like he's going to win his third golden boot in four seasons at Liverpool, which is incredible, really. And I know there's this thing where uh, people say that players are underrated when really they're, they're not. But, but there is almost a sense with Salah that he kind of, it's just kind of accepted that he's going to score goals when maybe he just needs, he needs a little bit more like appreciation sometimes because he isn't. I mean, I guess maybe that comes from his first season, just when he was so electric and beating players and, and scoring amazing goals. Well, he's kind of changed more into a sort of functional goal scorer in a way. And maybe yeah. just if because he, it's not quite the same as the first season that people aren't respecting it the exactly. same way. If he, if he got 20 goals in that first season, he'd be a Premier League great, but he got 32, so he's worse. So that works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only way is down after that season. But no, it was another uh, good performance from him. I thought the press for Liverpool as well, again, was was very good and what you expect to see from them. Uh, but I did think that Leipzig were poor. And I know they have a few players uh, missing uh, and they were disrupted, obviously, by the game being played, um, their home leg being played away in Budapest, which, I mean... <laughs> If I was a neutral, I would be feeling sorry for them because that is a real shitter having to go you to don't feel sorry Budapest to play your home leg. I mean, I kind of do, but just like it benefits Liverpool, so I'm happy. Yeah. Look, um, I, th I thought, look, I'm like over the moon we won, but we're not going to get this every week. They played into our hands. Even if they were playing well, their system plays into our hands and they were playing mm. bad. And we got our two goals from two massive individual errors which of course isn't yeah. going to happen every week so look we're not out of the woods in terms of our bad form but it's a step in the right direction um but we 
we do need to prove this on a longer term basis with Everton at the weekend. And they didn't take their chances either. It was, uh, Danny Olmo, I think, who hit the, hit the post fairly early on. They had a couple of other sort of decent openings, but couldn't really make anything of it. They're not like, they are a very good side, but they're not much of it. They're not a great sort of goal scoring side. And yeah, um, one player who I wasn't particularly impressed with was uh, Dio Upamecano, who we've been linked with for months. It's finally <laughs> been announced that he's going to buy Munich. I don't know whether that... Um, that announcement this week actually played into Liverpool's hands a bit in disrupting the Leipzig camp because I thought he was awful last what, night. He was terrible. Look, we got the better German uh, Bundesliga centre-back in Quebec by the looks of it. Um, I thought you were going to say Joel Matip there for a, <laughs> for a second. He did come from Schalke and he probably is better than... <laughs> yeah. Probably is better there than Mekano. But, like, Mikieli was terrible as well. Like, mm. there was this thing before the game that they were, like indestructible at the back and then what are they doing throwing themselves and Mane's in in on goal it's like well that's the Bundesliga for you apart from yeah Quebec. I think you know yeah. apart from <laughs> Quebec yeah who did come from the worst defensive team in the Bundesliga <laughs> uh, I do think that's right but I think that yeah the circumstances really played into Liverpool's hands obviously them having to play away and then the Upamecano saga playing out in the background I think those are things that you know they're a bit bit of fortune for Liverpool that I'm absolutely delighted to 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 be able to take. Uh, Julian Nagelsmann after the game said it's not impossible um, for Leipzig to overturn the deficit. Of course he's going to say that and of course it mm. isn't. Does it matter where the game is played now, Purs? I mean there's a lot of talk that it probably won't be played at Anfield. I mean Liverpool's Anfield home has been pretty shite anyway so <laughs> yeah. it has to be played in budapest again or anywhere else around the globe is that does that change anything how we approach that second leg well we've we've proved we can do it so so no it doesn't um and i'm not sure it would have given us a boost to play at anvil either because like you said sort of uh negative emotions around that ground at the moment um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think we looked like the mentality monsters we should or we have done in the past um, so I don't think it matters where we play. I think we're getting through this this time. Yeah, let's hope so. One thing that did really strike me, uh, putting a bit of a downer on it, was just how rubbish it is to watch Champions League football without fans, like particularly Champions League knockout games. Um, obviously, Liverpool last Champions League knockout game was against Atletico last March, wherever it was, and that was pretty much the last big fixture that had a full stadium before everything went into into lockdown. And now just to see those Liverpool Knights, uh, potentially very special Liverpool Knights in Europe, either away or at home with a full stadium is, you know, one of the best parts of, of being a fan of this club. And to not have that, it sort of really, it sort of struck me last night a lot more than maybe the group stages did. Mm. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I noticed it last night, but I also noticed it in the group stage. I mean, I bring up mm. this 5 nil against Atalanta a lot just because it was great and it's probably the highlight of the season. But... When yeah. the when the remember third... that <laughs> when it's the... the same season as this one yeah it's I know crazy, great we were so good way back then yeah um, yeah I know like when the fourth and fifth went in usually you'd be going crazy but I was just like yeah well done lads nice one um, because yeah. like there's no there's no emotion there anymore or very little um, it's sad to see but you know if we win it I'm not going to complain you know still good. Yeah, probably not going to complain. Uh, is that what we're dreaming of now? Champions League glory? 
That's all we've got hey, left. It's on. That's <laughs> literally all we can dream of. So yeah, why not? I I think we're. It just depends what Bayern Munich and Atletico do, um, and then I think we're third favourites after that. Ahead of PSG and Man City, is that what you're putting us? Definitely Man City. Yeah, they've got some sort of weird mental block, um, mm. and usually we've Klopp's got Pep's calling card apart from a couple of weeks ago, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, yeah, who's the PSG? Um, PSG. I mean, well, I mean, very we good beat we night. beat we beat them. Was it three two before? It was a narrow two one. Like they're not amazing, and I think we are a different animal in the Champions League still. Uh, in the worst and Klo- form, and Klopp's got in. and Klopp's got history with Poch as well, of course, in the Champions League. Oh, of so. course, yeah, he loves beating Poch, so that's easy then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a reunion final between those two. I mean, wow. I'll take it. Um, yeah, I think for me, I'm I'm all in for this trophy now because, like as you said, that everything else is kind of off the table, and also the Champions League is. It's kind of the one you want anyway. Uh, so if that's the last one available, then then great. I think Liverpool probably do have as good a chance as any. I'm just wondering whether this, this squad depth and not having the players to call on from the bench is going to really hurt us. But hopefully with Jota coming back, uh, as we talked about with the sort of midfield flexibility a bit more with Jones and Thiago and everyone else getting up to speed, I think that is going to be a good thing. But it's going to depend on on the draw isn't it really Liverpool could beat anyone on their day but with everything yeah. that's going on if it's put if it's made into some random one-legged tie in some random location against oh, like really PSG you know yeah um it, yeah. it basically depends we need some of our injured players back you know I'm not I'm not calling for the major ones just some I'll take Milner on the, <laughs> bench, on the bench for god's sake like and yeah. now we've got like a two-week is it two-week break until this the second leg like hopefully uh, it's the eighth of March, isn't it? I can't oh, remember a bit longer, exactly then. how long away that is. Maybe three yeah. weeks. So hopefully weeks, we get some of the the squad players back. You know, Cater, Milner. We'll see about Jota. Just just that will be a big boost, I think. And the games are thinning like, domestically. The games are thinning out a little bit now as well because we've got breaks for the FA Cup, and uh, we'll talk about it in a minute with with Everton. But uh, after the Everton game, Liverpool have a full week before they play Sheffield United, which is sort of unprecedented in the last few months as well. Well, we had that before the Leicester game and what happened there? Four oh, yeah. weeks well, to prep. Thanks for, and, uh, thanks for bringing me down Let's again. move on, let's move on. Come on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a very quick break there and then when we come back, we will get into the Merseyside Derby, which is happening this Saturday evening. Support for the Gig Press podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in below-the-waist grooming. That's right, Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And on the Gagan Press, we have an exclusive offer for listeners that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com. So, Manscaped has created the best in class ball hair trimmer ever. Yep, that's right, I said ball hair trimmer. It is the Lawnmower 3.0, which features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Ouch, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for more precise shave and is waterproof. So, you know, you can take it in the shower. Don't 
don't use the same trimmer you use on your face as on your balls. Come on, that's just not cool, is it? The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. So yeah, trim your junk, get 20% off, plus free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min and the number 20 at manscaped.com. Okay, now back to the episode. Okay, so Everton not in great form either. One win in the last five. The cliche is that form goes out the window for these kind of games. Is that what you're expecting from this purge? Are we going to see two sort of nervy, slightly out of sorts teams? Or is this just going to be all guns blazing proper full-blooded Merseyside derby well I hope our form goes out the window which is terrible um, so we can start on a clean <laughs> slate um, yeah. one team's form to go out the window <laughs> I, I usually this is nil-nil or a drab draw um, it wasn't last time it wasn't it it was 2-2 oh yeah we won 2-2 um, yeah <laughs> I watched that today by the way it's exactly six months to the day since that game uh, since Virgil really? van Dijk yeah Horrible. Still feeling the consequences. Yeah. Actually, yep. that could be a reason why we win this. We, we smell blood, you know. Pickford doing that to our main boy, Richarlison, chopping Thiago in half. I think we'll win this. Yeah, I'm wondering if this kind of needs to be a statement win here. Because obviously after recent form, but also because of that last meeting back in October and, and the way that kind of that has shaped Liverpool season a little bit. Also, because of the way the table is, Liverpool are just above Everton now, but Everton do have two games in hand. A win here would put six points between us. Uh, so even with their games in hand, they wouldn't go above unless they got some ridiculous goal difference, I think. No, so gonna, this is they've got City tonight. To they've got City tonight, mm. which they'll lose. Um, I don't. We just need a win. We don't need a statement win. We need a win. Um, just to get our confidence back. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the, I guess the win is the statement. Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> and in the top four race, which we're now in, I guess you can afford to drop a few points here and there. So a draw, a draw's not horrendous, although it is at home. Um, but yeah, a win, which I mean, would be the statement. When you've lost your last, when you've lost your last three, a draw doesn't seem horrendous. But I mean, we need to get back to winning winning ways really i'm happy saving um, all those wins for the champions league to be honest as long as we scrape, really? scrape into fourth then i'm okay okay that's that's <laughs> the caveat fourth in yeah. champions league i mean yes i'm all over <laughs> that uh but yeah anyway you win the champions league you get into the you get back in it anyway so we can finish tenth, ninth, fine don't matter. care let's lose yeah, <laughs> yeah. um who do we start for this game i mean we kind of touched on this before are we saying we want Quebec Henderson centre back partnership, and then Thiago Wijnaldum. Just no Where are we going? Option. There's no options here, um, apart from potentially uh, moving Henderson back into midfield, like we said many a time, um, and put Nat Phillips back there because I think we touched on it the other day that he'll be able to deal with Calvert Lewin's sort of aerial presence, so we can afford to mm. sort of risk it and go more attacking with Henderson in midfield. But I'd be happy seeing the same lineup as last night, to be honest. Yeah, same. I don't know whether I'd be that keen to throw another potential centre-back pairing into the mix for, for such a big game. Yeah. Uh, just because we've seen what happened last week. It didn't really go that well. So let's just <laughs> stick, with the, stick with the one we got. It seems to be doing all right for now. Let them sort of uh, work out um, 
you know, how they play with each other and, and with Alisson behind them. Uh, I guess Thiago Jones and Wijnaldum is the midfield three for now, right? Yeah, which looks like a great midfield. So uh, I'm, mm. I'm happy as we are. Yeah, and it's always nice to have the local boy uh, starting in a Merseyside derby as well. Mm. Um, predictions then. Let's get straight into that then before we before we close out this uh, mini episode. What are you saying, Alex Purdy, Liverpool I, versus Everton? I said uh, on Monday we'd win this 1-0 and I was being optimistic. I'm going to go further than that mm-hmm. and say 3-1. Well, yeah, because we were talking about this in the WhatsApp group yesterday that you held back in your prediction of Liverpool versus Leipzig. You were going to say uh, 2-0, weren't you? Well, I, hang on. No, what did you predict? I I predicted 3-0 that we'd win. Oh, I, was, okay. I was very so ready were... to clip up the clip and put it on Twitter and just... You know, right, get some right, clicks right, right. Okay. For, the, for the podcast, not for myself. I'm looking out for the podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I need to go more uh, more optimistic now because I don't think we'll win 1-0 considering last night's performance. I'll go 3-1. Lovely stuff. Uh, I am going to say 2-0. I think 2-0. Another, another solid 2-0 win. Sheet. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, we sorted <laughs> out the defence now. That's it. That's Done. it. We're back. No problems. Are we going to win the league? Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out next week. Uh, thank you so much uh, for listening to this mini episode on a Wednesday. If you can, please drop the Gagan Press a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, we will be back again on Monday at the regular time uh, with a special guest. And Emma will be back as well, uh, we hope. Um, and yeah, until then... Uh, Let's just enjoy this Merseyside derby, eh? And <laughs> hope that there's no other season-ending injuries for like Mo Salah or Alisson oh, or anyone God. else this time. Don't. Why have you said this? <laughs> I don't know. Cut that out. Cut yeah, that in, yeah, in yeah. post. <laughs> anyway, it is uh, goodbye from me and say goodbye, Puts. Goodbye. We'll see you next time. <laughs>